Hello and welcome to day 11 of a year of war and peace. I'm Logan. I'm Brett. And today we'll be talking about volume 1, part 1, chapter 11. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. All the kids was the last chapter was with the kids in the yes. garden and the kissing is our favorite oh chapter God. of the book. Oh, oh. We loved it was chapter 10. Oh, and oh so, gosh. Don't think about it too hard. And yeah, if I think about it too hard, I'm I'm going to so throw myself go, out the window. We go back into the drawing room. Countess Rostov is yes. done with all these guests, and she tells the, the frontman to just send them to, to give and them And her invitation. own daughter. <laughs> yes. So she's there with Anna Mikhailovna, her childhood friend. Yes. Um, and that I thought was interesting. Because dis- they're related, right? Yeah, like some yeah. Somehow. They're kin. They're, okay, the rich elites of Russia at this time feel like the incestuous high school friend group. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone is somehow connected to each other, and they're all marrying, and they're all hooking up, mm-hmm. and you're just watching it happen. It's good to be the king, man. <laughs> but yes, they dismiss Vera very rudely, very out rudely. of hand. And, and the book even remarks, the edition that we're reading, is that she's clearly not the favorite. The Countess Rostov says, Vera, you don't seem to understand anything. Can't you see you're not wanted now? Go and see your sisters or something. I just, I just, like, you admit that you fucked up raising her. You don't have yeah. to be mean to her. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's, she also, it's pretty rough. Vera, Vera does not seem messed up. Like, she seems like a completely normal person. <laughs> Natasha's the one kissing 17-year-old boys at 13. Like, But that's exactly what she, that, that was Vera's problem. She wasn't kissing 17-year-old boys Oh, my God, right. You're right. Vera wasn't Vera wasn't outgoing and promiscuous enough, so that's why she's she's matched with Berg, whoever whoever uh, Berg God bless. is. Berg. But Vera gets kicked out of the room, and then she sees the young lovers copying poetry. Yeah, Nikolai is copying poetry <laughs> down, and she gets mad because he stole her inkwell to do it. And so she goes to grab it from him, and they all make fun of her, and they call her they call her a Madame de. Madame I was wondering what that meant. De Ginley. They call her a Madame de Ginley, who was a French writer at the time and she wrote romance novels that were like very like with strong moral content so they were like moral stories of like they weren't like promiscuous or steamy or spicy they were very like what's the word I'm looking for conservative conservative yeah that's a good word interesting what's humi- what's hu- interesting that that's what they choose to and call so her it, it's supposed to the children uh, it's supposed to represent boring grown-up respectability according to our end notes. So she's so they're calling her a stick in the mud or like a boring yeah. woman who doesn't who doesn't, felt, who doesn't have because they accuse felt, her of having never been in love yeah, never, as well. Yeah, that I was like Natasha girl like you're a victim but also you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like you you this is such like a sister conversation where it feels like Natasha doesn't clearly doesn't see Vera as like a real person. Mhm. Yeah. And Vera's very much like, no, I'm capable of these things. Just mm-hmm. because you don't know and yeah. you don't witness it doesn't yeah. mean I'm not. I think Natasha Natasha seems to know that she is the favored daughter yes. of the two. Very, yes. very, very much so. Very much so. And so they run off shouting Madame Dagan Lee at her and then um Really mature. Yeah. They really they really put it to her. <laughs> they really they really know what it's like to be adults and <laughs> stick it to the man. <laughs> It is mentioned offhandedly here that Vera is being courted by someone named Berg. Berg. Mm. Berg seems to be her match. The okay, what do you think Berg looks like? Like, when you picture Berg in your head. I think he's a little shorter than Vera. Mm. 
I think Vera's tall. I also picture Vera as I think Vera tall. Is, is she has like tall, tall like long hair. Yeah. And she wears a lot of purple oh. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like historically, like in terms of costume, how purple would be, like in if if it's an expensive dye or I if think it's, it was. I feel like it was I think it too was famously. But in my head, she's wearing purple. <laughs> she's, like she's, she's wearing like a long dress with a high neck. And it's mm. and it's like purple. Mm. Anyway, I can see that. I can that's see that. Vera in my head. Uh, but Berg, Berg, is, Berg and Vera are Morticia and Gomez. Gomez from the <laughs> Adams family. <laughs> I feel like Berg is like just a male Vera. Like he's like the the less favored son of whatever family he's a part of. Or he's they were like, in like they were in the AV club together in high school or something. Hey man, we've all been in the AV club <laughs> in high school. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about that. Oh, I was never in the AV club. I was I was in theater. Much better. Oh, I was much better. <laughs> um, but I feel like I feel like Berg Berg has like really thick hair. Mm. But like like too thick to like manage. I just Berg with a name like Berg. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be exceedingly normal. Yeah. Like that's just Berg. With a name like Berg, you know He doesn't have a last name. You know he's cold as ice. <laughs> Berg Iceman. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He's Val Kilmer. And Vera's Tom Lee Tom Lee Cruz. Tom Lee Cruz. <laughs> Tom Cruz. Thomas Thomason Cruz. Tom Lee. Oh, brother. So The children bash Vera. The children bash Vera. And then we go back inside the drawing room. To the drawing room. Where Countess Rostov and Anna Mikhailovna are sharing their respective woes in life. They both seem to be having financial problems. They both seem to be kind of going through it a little bit. Yes. this The Countess Rostov talks about how the Count is blowing all their money away, partying and gambling and going hunting and having constant affairs. He seems to want to... Instead of saving his money, save his face. You know who Count Rostov needs to talk to? He needs to have a good, hard conversation with Dave Ramsey. He does. He's in income to debt ratio. He's in $40,000 of credit card debt. 40 is a conservative estimate, I think. Really? How much debt do you think that they're in? The Rostovs? Yeah. Like in modern day money? Yeah. Millions? I mean, I don't know. Like when you're this wealthy, it's like you're a small business. Your, your yeah, personal finances are like small business. I feel like everyone, right, they they're pay, all they, in debt They all pay the their time. servants and their chefs and- Yeah, right? They're like foot- Like I- Have you ever watched Downton Abbey? No. That comment just made me actually- remember that all of those people that work in like castles and manors mm. are paid by the yeah, family yeah, yeah. and not just like through something else yeah there are there are more i think in this book later there are more chapters where people start worrying about their finances to talk about their finances and it's like they have like accountants who are doing their income and like how much this land that you own is bringing in versus how much you're paying x y and z and servants and stuff that's crazy and what you find is that a lot of these people you're right with like the saving face thing it's like they have a bunch of 
expenses that they feel like are necessary. Like they have to spend X amount going to clubbing and doing social events and holding parties because it's socially expected of them. Yeah. And so that's like to them an, a necessary expense. And so they'll look at their accounts and they'll be like, you cut, you, you make a million dollars. No year. more doctors. We got to go out. Yeah. We <laughs> up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be like you make a million dollars a year. You, uh, you spend 400,000 on maintenance and you're also spending $2 million a year on partying. And they're like, I don't know where I can cut my money. I don't know where I can cut down my this spending. Is actually, this, is a, this is a money advice podcast now. <laughs> Get your money up. Stop spending. But uh, but yeah, so Count Rostov is spending. They all should their start money. investing in Bitcoin. They should. They're they they if they get I in need now. A, I need a Rostov N- NFT. If they get in now, they'll be super early. It'll it'll blow up. It'll, it'll blow up. Get buy now and hold. Count Rostov is gonna make. He's gonna go crazy. Bro, Count Rostov got to get his accounts in check. <laughs> So that's Countess Rostov's problem. Anna Mikhailovna also has money issues. She's, I, she has a lawsuit going on. Th- this lawsuit comes out of nowhere. I don't know anything on, about it. I on, don't think it's been mentioned until now. No, it hasn't. I don't Undiscussed, know undisclosed. And I also find it interesting. Well, she she has a quote that I I really love, and I think it shows how much she loves her son where she she talks about how she loves her son to the point of distraction Mm -hmm. i think it's just such like it's a very beautiful way of like just expressing Mm. how much you care for another person and i think that it's it's very clear to me that she doesn't she doesn't care really about her own reputation oh no she cares about her son Mm -hmm. and I think for like for all the things that she's she's done, like she has this very admirable dedication to her, like her family. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I really loved that line: "A son you love to the point of distraction." But I I find it very interesting how she describes Prince Vasily's interaction with her. Right, isn't it? To the Countess because after after the Countess says that he flirted with her at some <laughs> point. <laughs> He's she. Vasily's getting around, dude. I know the Countess is like, well, he flirted with me, and she's like, yeah, he's just so nice, and mm-hmm. like, he just was so understanding. And meanwhile, we're reading Prince Vasily's. <laughs> he like does not. He he's really like, doesn't even want to bother. Like, you know, I have this, I have this social currency mm-hmm. that I could spend. Right. And she's like, he's just such. a generous and kind and understanding man but i wonder if i wonder if there's another layer to that other than just like her you know if it's less than literal, i wonder you know if she's if there is a functional purpose in her pumping vasily up oh yeah here, i definitely you know? i definitely think that there is and i was also going to remark that it's like one of those things where no matter how much you're friends with someone sometimes like when they have an experience with the person and you're gonna talk sh- like mad shit about them and then they're like oh yeah he was like really nice <laughs> and he flirted with me once you kind of have to be like oh yeah you know he was super understanding and all this when in your head you're like throwing daggers at them with your mind <laughs> but yeah so Anna Mikhailovna she has a oppressing issue financially yes yeah, so he can't get his Boris has been accepted into is it the guards the guards but not into Kutuzov's regiment no. so he's in the guards but he has to get kitted out yes and so they they are expected to financially which, yeah, provide which their I find own kit. interesting that 
they're not provided with a kit. Yeah, well, this is is it, he, is the is the financial expectation that when you join not the army but like the the royal guard or something like that I, that you are of a certain fiscal standing. Yes, I will. I will. So this is in the early sort of period of armies becoming standardized Mm -hmm. uh, because before this they were just sort of levy troops you draw peasants and farmers and pull them off their land and throw swords in their hands and throw them at each other basically and so this is when you not like just very beginning but still the young ages of the regular army Mm -hmm. and the standardized army and so there would be like a standard rifle and standard like uniform and there were standards, but for one reason or another, and maybe not for all the troops, but for elite units like the guards and stuff yeah. like that, the uh, a lot of in a lot of cases, the applicant would be expected to kit themselves out and arrive. Feels like a school kitted. uniform. You it know, is. Like it, it's weird when you go to private school and you have to buy all of your uniform clothes yourself. Mm-hmm. That was always weird to me. I never went to private school. I went to public school my whole life, but I had a lot of friends that went to private school. And that was always like, yeah. If you're gonna make people wear a uniform, yeah, you should yeah, it, provide yeah, it's, the it's, uniform. That's sort of the same thing. Where if you're going to, you know, this yeah, prestigious private ex- school, you're expected that yeah. you have X amount of of money. You know, so yeah. yeah. So the for one reason or another, Boris is expected to kit himself out, and it costs five hundred rubles. Oh, it just had today's money. Hang on, I let's look it know. up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Hold your horses. I'm gonna look it up. How much is an imperial Russian ruble worth in USD? Oh, this is literally in the Ask History talking about war and peace. <laughs> um, $1,627 per 1806 ruble? No way. That's the straight inflation calculating when you go this far back sometimes doesn't, I was gonna say, doesn't, there's really, no way. doesn't really add up exactly. But it's a lot. It's probably a lot of money. That's crazy. So that's like over five hundred thousand dollars yeah i'm sure that that's not an accurate equivalent but it probably was like multiple thousands of dollars maybe tens of thousands of dollars that's crazy of at least it's a lot of money well they got like rubies in there like what <laughs> i guess access i mean i'm thinking about this from a 21st century access to textiles and materials right. was much harsher to, than it would be right now and like even just like the rifle yeah you know, like to buy a firearm before the age of proper he mass should, production you should get a horse and a sword i think you might also have to get those both of them <laughs> maybe i think this, that's crazy it might be I'm, I'm i don't know if he would need a horse but he should get one it might be embarrassing to show up without one you know <laughs> everyone else is riding on their horse and you're walking <laughs> Yeah, my mom couldn't afford a horse. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, it's like the first day of school. This literally feels like the first day of school when you show up and like the the popular kids are judging you because you don't have a name brand lunchbox. Uh, you're so right. That is what this feels like. My dad, when he was a kid, went to school. Uh, polo shirts were the hip rage. When and he, I, didn't, he couldn't afford a polo, when I was, he told me he would get bullied for not having. When a polo I went shirt to school, was in grade school. The thing was like Veer Bradley lunchboxes. Do you know what Veer Bradley is? No, it's a it's a brand. They make um, bags and stuff. I'll show I'll show you after. But I remember hearing this that there was this girl who didn't have a Veer Bradley lunchbox, and I didn't have a Veer Bradley lunchbox. But I was also the grapevine. I heard through the grapevine, but I also like just 
I don't know. Like I, <laughs> one thing about me is I was beaten to the tune of my own drum for most of my life. But this girl didn't have a Vera Bradley lunchbox. And <sighs> this group of girls told her that she couldn't sit with them at lunch because she had a different lunchbox. That's crazy. Or the other, the other big one was if you had boots with fur inside of them that weren't Uggs. They were called Fugs. Like <laughs> fake Uggs. You're wearing Fugs. What? <laughs> Boris is going to show up Dude, he's gonna, he's gonna without like a horse a- and they're going to be like, where's your force? <laughs> he's going to show up with a donkey. <laughs> he's going to show up with a Highland cow. <laughs> he's riding a little pony. <laughs> Hey, pony boy. Hey, pony boy. Where's your horse, boy? Where's your horse? It'll grow. It'll grow. It's growing. A donkey and a bow and arrow. He couldn't afford a gun. (laughs) Yeah, we had to stick Boris in the back. (laughs) He doesn't have a gun. He's a bow and arrow. Yeah, so she has to... Anamika Lovna needs to get Boris kitted out, uh, which costs 500 rubles, but she says she only has 25 rubles to her name. Which makes me, which makes me, which makes me think that the what thousand six hundred U.S. dollars to one ruble might be might be, might be kind of might actually be kind of scarily accurate. Yeah. So yeah, that might that might include horse, gun, sword, uniform, <laughs> necklace, bling. <laughs> He's got a bunch of rings. <laughs> she will not settle for the off-brand material. No. no. He is Boris is not going to get made fun of on his first day of no. Of, of, so help me God. Of war school. So she says she's going to Kirill Bezukov's household, the Count Bezukov, Pierre's, Pierre's father. Pierre's father. And Count Bezukov is Boris's godfather. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And so she's going to entreat him for the money. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about the Russian elites being like the incestuous yep. high school friend group. Yep, yep, yep. Where all these people, all literally all these people know each other. I wonder if Boris and Anatole have ever gone out together. I don't, I don't, I, I, don't kind think, of, I don't know if Anatole would deign to hang out with the broke, broke boy Boris. Anatole's the guy who's bullying Boris when he shows up. To, oh, to you're, you're so right. You're so right. Boris gives, gives Anatole his lunch money when he goes to school. Oh, <laughs> and Boris, Boris, Boris is like, no, he's a pretty nice guy. He's nice. Dude, Boris is talking about Anatole like his mother is talking about Prince <laughs> Oh, no. It's a, it's a generational thing. <laughs> generational drama. The Karagans. Generational drama is no joke. The Karagans and the Be- Drebetskoys go way back. I forgot that Prince Vasily was Anatole's father. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So she's going to Kirill Bazukov to entreat him for the money to kit Boris out. And she says, um, Anna Mikhailovna says, I often think perhaps it's sinful to do so, but I do often think here he is, Count Kirill, living all alone, that huge fortune. And what is he living for? Life is a burden to him. And my Boris is only just beginning his life. Because if you remember Count Kirill. Kill John (laughs) (laughs) The, The earliest stirrings of class consciousness in the Russian mind. You thought that Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Karl Marx is Anna Lovna's pen name. Anna Lovna's pen name. And so, yeah, she's 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 going there. So she calls Boris to head out to see Kirill. And then Count Rostov shows up at the very end. Yeah, he does. And says that they should invite Pierre to dinner when they if they see him and if he's feeling up to it. Because remember, Pierre was... Uh, Pierre was exiled. Was exiled because he tied a policeman to involved, a bear. He was involved in the bear incident. <laughs> the Petersburg bear incident. Dude, I wanted to be there so bad. 
And uh, Count Rostov, interestingly, at the end of the chapter, Count Rostov brags about the dinner they're having that yeah, night. Yeah, well, because he's fucking in debt. <laughs> and he says he says uh, that Terrace will surpass, I assume is one of their servants, will surpass himself this time. He says Count Orlov has never had a dinner like the one we're having tonight. Count Orlov was like a Russian Gatsby. He was famous for his like huge balls and lavish, like, I... extremely expensive parties. And so Countess Rostov complains that all of Count Rostov's expensive expenditures are ruining them. And then he walks into the room and brags about He's like, wait till you hear about this dinner. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be having the dinner that even the gods, they haven't had this dinner. I feel like the um, Taras is their chef. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Imagine having a chef. Yeah. I wish we had a chef. I'm hungry. (laughs) I know. Okay, and that's the that's a chapter. Uh, Animeka Lovna yeah. sets out with Boris to speak okay. to Count Kirill Bezukov. Um, who's coming up with the ranking? What do we What do we say? I think it's me. You come up with odds, yes, because you okay. did the first one. Yeah, yeah. Remember, let's um, go back to. So I think we should rank Animeka Lovna, the Countess, Vera, as to who is most likely to tell someone that they can't sit with him because they don't um, have a Vera Bradley lunchbox. Mm. Well, I don't I don't want to believe that any of these ladies would stoop to such a low, but if I had to go one way or another, if Anna Mikhailovna had the money, who knows what she'd be all she'd be all about, you know? Who knows whose horn she'd be to? <laughs> I think Anna Mikhailovna and then Countess Rostov, and then Vera at the bottom. I agree. I think that Vera would be at the bottom. I think that Berg might... Berg might be number one. Berg? Wait, did you include Berg? No. Was Berg... <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Deadly. him. <laughs> mind on Berg. My, my, mind, get, my mind on Berg. Can't get your mind off Berg. Yeah, I'd say Anna Mikhailovna. I think I think if Anna Mikhailovna had the money, yeah, she then, might be culprit number one. Yeah, yeah, I think that she's she's unsus- an unsuspecting. I need to know more about this lawsuit. Well, I'm excited. We'll, we'll find I'm excited out if, to learn more about this lawsuit. I don't know if we will. I don't know, but this this I feel like it might be because. <laughs>